Oh, you're recording now? Yeah. Yes, even better. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Miranda. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. Happy Friday. Thank you. Cheers. Che- <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm here with Shannon Gutierrez, who is the owner and curator of the Wickwood House in downtown Aurora. And your opening, your grand opening, is what day? Yes, it's Friday, July 13th. Oh, two weeks. Yes, it's coming up quick. Oh my gosh. I know. So how did you, like, how did this begin? Mm. It started in your house, right? It did, yes. And before that, it just started as a dream of something. You know that question when people would ask you, like, oh, what would you do if you do anything just for fun, you know? And I would always say, I think it would be so fun to have a shop, like a cute little place somewhere. And so that was always my answer. And I thought that would just always be a dream. And then I had an opportunity to do a business planning workshop. And I just went for it. It happened to be on my day off. And it was just a six-week thing. So I kind of just dove into that. And put together a plan of like what that would look like oh to gosh. do something and um, actually before I did that I found this really cute shop downtown Deland Florida oh really where my grandma was living I was there visiting her and I walked in and I was like oh my gosh this is like my dream <laughs> that was it <laughs> yeah so it was a um, couple different like local artist type people there and then they had this giant like wine and beer bar oh uh, yeah wait so where's that I was like done Do you have that here <laughs> working on that part <laughs> so ever since that I kind of just felt like maybe this could happen you know so when I did the business planning workshop of course it's a little overwhelming to think about a business when you go from like yeah. this is a fun dream and then you think about a business right. it's very different so thankfully, they um, it was through the SCORE mentoring um, workshop, and so... Oh, I just heard about that the other day. They're amazing. And is that, where is that again? So they do different workshops all throughout, okay. like, the Fox Valley area. Yeah. And so this one happened to be right in Aurora at oh the Frisco gosh. Center, which was super convenient. And um, they pair you up with um, business people. A lot of them are retired, and so they just are there to help you be successful and share their wisdom. Wow. It's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So my first kind of going through that, I just, I thought, I'm not going to start a brick and mortar, like just from nowhere. So how about I just try something out in my house and see what happens? (laughs) And what did your husband think about this? Oh my goodness. You know. He is so supportive, and he also thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be a little crazy to pursue these types of dreams, though. Right. Because you have to be willing to take the leap and not know what's going to happen. Totally. And so I'm really thankful that, you know, along the way, he's just been like, you go for it. Like, totally supportive, even when he was super nervous about it, you know. But thankfully, like, my husband and I both love hosting that's nice events and we love having people in our home so that part didn't freak him out too much um it kind of felt like normal for us and he cooked tacos for the event right because my mom came home from that and she's like Flo's tacos were amazing (laughs) I mean and she was impressed by the whole thing but she kept talking about those tacos even until the next time oh my gosh he is such a good cook it's ridiculous and so it kind of felt like this beautiful like compilation between like his dream and what he's really gifted at and something that I wanted to pursue and so we kind of both got to do that together you know that's pretty amazing it was awesome and you work well together mostly (laughs) I mean you're still married yeah yeah. we're still married so here we are (laughs) yes he puts up with me (laughs) and I'm sure you put up with him Mm -hmm. too a little bit right yeah Yeah. it's mutual it is that's life right yes it has to be so when you were setting this up did you have friends in mind or did you are you crafty yourself do you have that's a good question so I did have friends in mind a lot of my friends happened to be just really talented people and they were already doing things like had their own Etsy shops and 
exploring their own dreams and so it really felt super natural to be able to reach out to them and and although I should say I was super scared (laughs) at the same time I thought I was nuts like when I was typing out my text messages to invite them yeah hey you want to come do this market at my house I was like they're gonna think I'm insane (laughs) it's a really vulnerable position to put yourself in that's what I felt especially with the podcast like asking people and then I'm like oh well shit now I have to do it like I have to figure out what I'm doing (laughs) for real and so you had to do the same thing I know and thankfully when I sent those text invites to them they all said yes and just jumped in and took the risk with me and so it ended up being just super fun and just loved it and so we did the first market and people were like so what are you doing this again and I thought okay well maybe we will do it again so I hosted a few um, we started May of 2017 Mm -hmm. and then we did one like every other month for the rest of the year. Wow. Yeah. Every other month? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a big commitment. And so I think the first one that we did, I maybe had eight people that participated. And then by September, we had 18. Wow. Yeah. All in our house. <laughs> and did your audience grow during that time? Did the number of people that were attending the market and hearing about it grow? Yes it did and so we kind of were feeling like you know are we outgrowing our our home like what do we do and we had an opportunity um because as i was planning the next market it was going to land um the first weekend in december Mm -hmm. and so downtown aurora they do this fantastic event first fridays and it's like a big community thing and so i reached out to marissa who organizes the events and i just said hey do you think it would be possible for Wickwood House to do like a pop-up yeah for first Friday in December and she was so supportive and wow. helped me find a location to do that instead of doing it at my house we thought why don't we just do it in the community where everyone's already gonna be anyway right. and so um, I was able to do the pop-up for the December first Friday in Metropolitan oh co-working gosh. and it was awesome like, I love the space so much. It was so pretty. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. And that's where we are today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you didn't know in December no. that this was going to happen. No. No clue at all. And the funny thing is, as we, you know, we were here for Friday night and we were also in the space Saturday mm-hmm. we were open. And as we were packing up on Saturday... We all just felt like, oh my gosh, we do not want to be leaving this space. Mm-hmm. We just love it so much. It's so beautiful in here. And, um, but you know, on we went. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're running a business here. But thankfully, um, the landlord came to visit the market when we were here in the space and he really liked what he saw, apparently. So he reached out and wanted to see about having us do something together. And when this space did become available, um, he just reached out to see if we'd like to jump in. <laughs> I think it's so amazing to see, especially on this block here, all of the new life that's being breathed back into these yes. old buildings. And to see, because you still have the brick wall, and you mm-hmm. like upstairs mm-hmm. and downstairs, and then you overlook the river, and your neighbors it. are pretty cool on both They're sides. fantastic. It's like family over here, honestly. It really <laughs> seems like it. Yes. And you're cultivating, like just you and your space are cultivating this little sense of community mm-hmm. right here. Was that important to you? Because, so I've been reading a lot about how entrepreneurs, like what sets them apart, the ones that make it or the mm-hmm. ones that stand out, is their culture. And whatever that is, whatever industry they're in whatever they decide that culture is Mm -hmm. and it's obvious when you walk in here like you just get this feeling of belonging and Mm -hmm. it's comfortable and it's passionate like all this is all made by people that are in the community Mm -hmm. so did you have a set culture in mind like did you set out to pursue that or is this just how it grew yeah good question I think part of it is just my personality and the way that I just want to do life in general so I think that just bled into the business side of it and I don't I don't want to say it happened on purpose I kind of feel like it just 
happened that way. Yeah. But I am definitely um, a golden retriever. So if you do like the personality <laughs> yeah. test, like I am the person that wants to play on a team. Right. I, you know, I care about how people feel, what they're doing. I want to empower them. And so like that's what I've gotten to do in life. And I just felt like it just naturally happened with this business model as well. How has that been for you now that you are managing some people, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, so you're the curator. Right. But you're still running this space. So is that, because I find I'm a people pleaser too, Mm -hmm. and then it is really hard for me sometimes to be like, oh, to kind of push back. Yes. But then once you start doing it, I think it just takes practice. Right. And that is definitely probably the biggest learning Mm-hmm. that I need to work on and because I want to keep it a very relational place mm-hmm. and um, but at the same time when you put in the business aspect of it you have to make business decisions yeah, too exactly. and so um, and that know, can be hard to do when it's your personal business right. and your friendships and yes. relationships right those lines get blurred it does and so I'm thankful that I have some people in my life that are a little further connected to this that Mm -hmm. can speak some truth into me or give me some counsel yeah you know um on how to make better business decisions and not just fall into the relational like oh sure whatever you (laughs) you know like my good friend Barb I mean she owns her own um small business bookkeeping company and so Mm. she is very business minded yeah where I'm not like those numbers people they really yeah you need some of those people in your life (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so like I meet with her and I'm like uh just have to assume I know nothing right when it comes to this so let's start at ground zero and thankfully she can kind of walk me through some of that and give me advice how to just stay business and then but you can treat people great in that yeah and you can still make business sound business decisions and be nice about it absolutely even when they're hard and I think it's so important to have that personal touch and that's what the fun thing about being an entrepreneur is like it's yours entirely so however you want to run your business is up to you Mm -hmm. to decide so did you Barb, Barb, yes. that's your, she's been a longtime friend, or is this yes. someone you found since you went off on your venture? No, we've been really good friends for years now. Like, our families have vacationed together. My husband's great friends with her husband, and so it's one of those, like, cherished relationships, because oh, as a so married nice. couple, it's, like, so rare to find that other all couple that you all yeah. love to be together. <laughs> so... It had, and then when I had this dream, she was just like, absolutely, like, I'll do your books. I'll help you, whatever you need. That's like, amazing. such a gift, you know. Yeah. So who knew those years ago when we became good friends that right. this is where we would be today. And I really think when you start out, like, in anything, using your network first. And mm-hmm. I tell my clients a lot to do that a lot of times, too. Because if you just look around in your network or your friends or your family, I'm fortunate to have a huge family. So yes. I lean on them for a lot and then I have close friends too that I can like call at any time it's so priceless isn't it absolutely and honestly like I could not do any of this without my mom right like my mom has been my biggest cheerleader you know aside of my husband this entire time does she also like keep it real with you because my mom is my number one fan and my number one critic <laughs> yes. at the same time <laughs> definitely she's like mm, really? yeah like, you're are you sure that? like yeah. what <laughs> i'm like oh yeah okay and you need that too someone who's gonna yes. be honest with you yes real feedback right it's so good but we have so much fun together and like we were just here till 11 o'clock last night getting things situated and like we're cracking up because we were so tired but you know having yeah. a good time and I'm just beyond thankful for that mm-hmm. you know because she's not afraid to put in the hard work right and do what it takes all the behind the scenes type stuff and I just and love it's it. so important to have and you trust her so you trust mm-hmm. her judgment you trust what she advice she's going to give you totally and I really think you only even if you only had your mom mm-hmm. you could do this yeah. Because you have that one person you trust and you love, and then you work it out together. Absolutely. And that's so key. It is. Do you find, like, do you guys argue? 
Because <laughs> I know my mom and I, if we had to uh, <clears throat> put a space together. I mean, I have to say it's very rare mm-hmm. that we do. Um, yeah, it's just very rare. But it does happen every now and then where it's like, mm, no, yeah. like yeah, no. no. You know, um, or I'll get an attitude, and she's like, uh, "Excuse me, <laughs> all right? That never. It doesn't matter how old you are. You cannot yeah. get an attitude with your mother." That's right. Yeah, she keeps me in line. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's, most mothers should, I guess, mm-hmm. as you would. That's right. Does she live in Aurora? I don't really know anything she, about your family. Oh, so great question. She does live in Aurora, and she lives with us. Oh, she lives with you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and you guys are still spending all this time together. I know. Wow. It's it's insane. It's insane. And you haven't killed each other yet. No. That is We have so much fun together. It's so funny when people are like, so how's it going with your mom (laughs) at your house? I'm like... And then at work. Um, it's awesome. Like, I feel so spoiled having her around, you know. Oh, that's so nice. She's so great with Mateo. She'll take him and do stuff. She'll be like, what do you guys have going on this weekend? Do you want to have, like, a date night? We're like, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you want to hang out with him? Okay. Right. I mean, yes, we are so blessed to have her. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's so good. Have you guys always been close, or is this something that happened? We have always been close. Um, I'm the second oldest of six kids. Oh, I didn't know there were six kids yeah. in your family. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, you know, we have lived a lot of life together and mm-hmm. for some reason just um I always looked up to my mom and respected her yeah. and um we have similar personalities I think and so yeah we just always went close we've definitely had some hard times mm-hmm. as most people do most in life do. right um and honestly like we had to work through some of that right. and there was a season where it was really hard you know but I think because we did have such a good relationship Mm -hmm. we were able to work through the hard stuff and come through it and now we're on the other side of it and probably are stronger in our relationship because of it I think that's so important because I don't know if you feel this way but I do with my business like when you start your business and you're Mm -hmm. being so vulnerable and you're having to put yourself out there like kind of your other shit comes to the surface too (laughs) it's all looking at you yes and you're like oh okay so we're gonna have to address all of these no matter whatever your your issues are or problems you're having it all just happens to come up at the most stressful time of course ever you're so run down and tired and stressed so then all the negative stuff comes up and you're like what I feel like I've been for the past year just tired Mm -hmm. and I've never I've always been a good sleeper Mm -hmm. always go to bed early and now I'm just I don't know like I was up late last night too and then up early and working late and answering messages and emails and yeah it is it's honestly like as tiring as this has been I feel the most alive do you yeah in this season because Truly, I feel like I'm doing what I was made to do. And it's, you know, I joke about all the cliches, like, oh, go after your dream. Like, all those things that people say, and you're like, whatever. You won't work a day in your life. And you're like, okay. Right. But, like, it really feels amazing. Yes. Right? And is it because, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that doesn't mean you're not tired. It doesn't mean you're not actually, like, putting in long days. Mm -hmm. And you can get a little bitchy sometimes. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. A little is, like, generous. (laughs) Yes. I can vouch for that. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. So can my mom and Mm -hmm. some of my friends. And there are some, some days, like, two, this is why you have to have good girlfriends, two, before I went to Mexico and I was trying to get everything done mm-hmm. and trying to get, make sure the business was taken care of and I knew that our trip to Mexico was going to be a 10 day family adventure, yeah. so not like laying on the beach in Cancun hmm. and it was, we saw family and it was great and we, like the six of us, so I'm the oldest of four mm-hmm. and the, it was my dad, my stepmom, my two half sisters and then my brother and I. We've never all traveled together. Oh, wow. We've all been to Mexico separately. 
like with like my dad and my brother have gone I've gone with my stepmom I've been with my dad you know so this is the first time we all took a family trip which is very interesting yes <laughs> and I knew that we were going to be close so I was trying to get everything done and some of my friends were checking in with me like how you doing you know you're working a lot you're getting ready to leave on this trip and I was like I'm good I'm good and then there was one Monday I don't know what I was doing I was in the parking lot somewhere and that was it like yeah. I, it, I just cracked and I yeah. texted my friend Katie I was like it's happening like the breakdown is happening right now <laughs> and she's like okay I'll call you in five minutes oh my gosh that's and that amazing. yeah and so she you know put me back on track yes and then so I got good. to Mexico and we had an amazing time and so still got no sleep but right. right you know there was some tequila and my sisters and I shared a room every night and most of the time we're sharing a bed oh wow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, that's fine at least two of us if not three of us to a bed holy cow for nine nights I think oh my gosh. yeah and so at age 30, because we never lived in the same house, like I would stay at my dad's, but I didn't mm -hmm. live with them. And so at age 30, that was a cool experience to yeah. have sleepovers with them and different bonding because you're in a new place. And then yes. sometimes there were like, I mean, we were in Mexico, in the mountains of Mexico. And so sometimes there were bugs, like one night it rained and all of these ants came <gasps> in the house and they were just falling what? out of the walls. And even Stop my it. aunt was like, oh, my God. <laughs> there were just hundreds what? of them. And we were, this was right before we went to bed. And I don't know about you, but when I see the any sort of bug right before I'm going to go to sleep, like, I'm just yeah. itchy. <laughs> yes. Just, oh, yeah. It's definitely yeah. crawling on you. Exactly. It's probably in my ear right now. Like, totally. So we're in a new location. There's two of us in the bed, three of us in the room. Oh, my gosh. And right before we go to bed, like, in the kitchen, these ants they're just falling out. I can't even, I wish I would have taken a photo. No, and then okay. we realized they flew. And then we started spraying what? in the wall. We have one can of bug spray. And they like just came out in droves. No. And like queen ants, I don't know if that's a term. Queen ants. <laughs> Is that <Wow>. a thing? <laughs> the, the big ones the big came, ones out. came out. And so we had, my stepmom had the broom. I had the spray. My sister had this other like squeegee thing and was wow. raking them off the walls. Stop. And my dad and my uncles were just like, it's raining mm -hmm. outside. They usually come in when it rains. We're like, no, no, this, this is not normal. <laughs> not this many. This is so crazy. Wow. Yeah, and then you had to. So when we went to bed that night, we all took some melatonin and we're like, okay, did you check the room? Yes. <laughs> And we, we like talked to each other to sleep, and it was so nice. It was like the bugs were nice, but right. the bonding experience special. Yeah, it was really special, mm -hmm. and I think it made the like all the stress leading up to the trip worth it. Yeah, that's cool. Isn't it funny how in life sometimes the chaos brings the best results yeah. right always it's so interesting we're the hard parts mm -hmm. because that's where you really figure out like who you are who your business is yeah. what your business is mm -hmm. yeah have absolutely. you had any I mean so you've been doing this a year now mm -hmm. have there been any really big challenges like are the ants falling out of the walls anywhere? <gasps> oh my gosh <laughs> well that is a great analogy. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, it's probably, I think most of the business part of it has just been awesome and things just keep falling into place and it's almost been like too easy, yeah. you know? But then the reality of it is like, you know, are people going to come? Yeah. Are we going to be sustainable? Like we are in this for the long haul, you know? So, like, that's the part where yeah. sometimes I can't breathe. <laughs> and you can't you control know. that. I mean, you control some of it. Mm -hmm. You can control, like, up to making sure your shop is in order and the artisans you put here and the marketing yeah. and testing, right. but people have to come. Right. So I think that's probably, like, the scariest part, but I don't think it, up until this point we've had, like, a crisis. Right. 
you know, of, of anything. So yeah, we'll see when that comes. There, right? <laughs> you know, but I think, you know, thankfully I'm doing this a little um, later in life. And so I'm thankful that I've had experiences mm-hmm. and I'm going into it knowing like it's not all rainbows and unicorns, right. you know, as much as I want it to be. Um, there are going to be hard times, but knowing that ahead of time and saying, okay, like when they come, we're going to push through it mm-hmm. and maybe we have to change something that we're doing right. and being okay with that. Like I, I feel like I hold my business model pretty loosely. Mm. Like mm-hmm. this is what we want. This is how we want to go about it. But if we need to make adjustments to that, like absolutely I'm open to that and yeah. I'm willing to change something if we need to to be successful because I don't know what's right. best I don't know what I'm doing you and know what is best this month or the, today or this week will yeah. not may not and most likely won't be the best thing two months from now right or next year I mean that's how you grow mm-hmm. and I think hanging on to it loosely that's been like my theme for because June was so crazy right like okay the only thing I can do right now is just kind of step back with everything mm-hmm. And it, just see how it works out because right. it's going to evolve on its own. And if you try to control every single little detail, then mm-hmm. you kind of hinder like the organic process Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of that. I yeah. don't, I know you have to work hard at things, but right. I also feel like if you're truly in your element and doing what you're made to do, things are going to happen. Yes. You know, and we shouldn't have to force everything. Right, because if you control everything, or control. Oh, that's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard <laughs> it is not to hard. control everything. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. How do you work on that? Well, you're so mm. you're a people pleaser, right? Yes. Golden Retriever. What other characteristics are the Golden Retriever? Yes. Um, so yes, the people pleaser, the <clears throat> team player, keep the peace. Mm. That's a big thing and I think that you know started in my family of course yeah, right like right. I just wanted to keep the peace I felt like that was my responsibility to make mm-hmm. sure everyone was good and um you're a servant like you want to be there to help yeah um so I mean I think those are all good but of course with anything there's the negative mm-hmm. side of that so if you go any extreme it's not healthy so I need to keep that in check so do yeah. you find you end up sacrificing yourself, your time, your sanity? I, at times. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think because of now having some experiences, I'm able to to be in check with myself a yeah. little better and not get too burnt out. And know your mm-hmm. limits, which is an important thing in this yeah. business too. So, I'm so curious. Are you creative? Like, do you, mm-hmm. what, or are you just, yes. well, not creative. Like, uh-huh. obviously you're creative because you put this space together and this is how, like your art, this mm-hmm. is your space and it's gorgeous Thank you. and you have an eye for that. But do you, cause you've got candle, you've got pottery, you've yeah. got candles, mm-hmm. clothing, yes, artwork. Yes. So do you do anything? Do you sew? Do you I don't sew. Knit? No, not a knitter. <laughs> I took like one home economics class yeah. and made like a pillow maybe. <laughs> I I tried to knit for like five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. No, but I do think my biggest thing is just the curating. Yeah. Right? Like putting it together. Which is creating in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like you're pulling all of these people together in this space. Yeah. Creating an environment that's right. appealing and inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are pieces that like my mom and I, I call it treasure hunting. Like I just love to find that's treasures fun. and bring them back to life. Yeah. And so that's something that we do together. Like I'll come up with an idea and be like, oh, this would be so cool if we did this. And then my mom makes it happen. That's amazing. You know, like we have all these old windows and we've found different signs or angel wings mm-hmm. or something fun to put on them and it makes this beautiful statement piece, you know? Right. And so that's one way that we work really well together. Like, um, that's cool. And, and it's fun to see her, too, getting creative and she'll come up with ideas now and be like, oh, what if we did this? And a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same yeah. thing, you know? So we kind of feed off of each other with that, but... I don't, I, 
Yeah, I know. I don't knit. I don't. <laughs> and like my friend is crazy talented with like calligraphy and hand lettering. Yeah. And she is did a Jenny? workshop. No. Oh. Well, she's also she amazing also, at that. Right. And she did this super cute thing on our mirror in the bathroom. And it just says, hello, gorgeous. And I love it so much. <laughs> Jenny did that? or She your... did. Jenny. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but my other friend who she did a workshop. Um, to teach us how to do hand lettering and Jenny did go to that workshop as well and I was like a nervous wreck I'm like in the workshop gosh yes with your friends because I'm like a perfectionist hello and I want to do it right and be really good at it and I'm not (laughs) so instead of just like enjoying it and just going with it I'm like oh this is terrible oh yours is way better like this looks terrible comparing everything yeah so and I just embrace the fact that that's not my thing and so then I just asked Jenny to write stuff or Janelle and they are amazing right I mean if you have those friends with Mm -hmm. those talents I tried to I mean I can sew I used to really like to sew Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't do enough creating regular my business is a creation like this podcast is fun too Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel bad I'm like oh I should paint like I should, oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't paint. I can't do any. I like it. Mm-hmm. It seems relaxing. Well, if you ever need a creative outlet, you know where to come. <laughs> I will be here. Yes. So That's how important fun. is, have you had any social gatherings with mm. the artisans yet? Yes. So we had our first um, artisan social, is what Ooh, we call it. Cool. So anyone that's participating and um, displaying their treasures or creations here um we do a gathering um probably like every other month yeah and it's just a time for us to come together and talk about like what's working what's not working what are you dreaming about doing what events do you want to do um how can we help each other and it's just it's so awesome and I think that's one of my favorite things about this yeah. is the people, right? These amazing right. people that are going after their dreams and we get to lock arms and do it together, you know? Right. And I really think that creative, like being around other creative people, no matter what it is, and people who are just trying to pursue something outside of themselves, mm-hmm. something bigger, fosters creativity. Totally. Because then it motivates you and you're learning something new like calligraphy or just like being in that environment because as soon as you work in an environment like that or you have friends Mm -hmm. or even like a co-worker I had a she was my work wife (laughs) (laughs) but the two like the two of us worked so well together and we'd never worked with anybody where you could bounce ideas off each other Mm -hmm. like that and then it's important to work with someone who's going to execute them too yes even if it's one or the other but I think that is just so important in the creative process. Like, you need to be able to work by yourself and be motivated by yourself. But right. then having those other people to kind of help you along the way, it's so... It's amazing. Like, it's magical. It is magical. It really is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I feel very thankful. Yeah. And I'm sure that they are, too. Are they excited, mm-hmm. the artisans? Mm-hmm. They are. And I think one thing that is super fun to see is... You know, like I shared about what I love to do is place items and like make a space really fun and inviting. And so many of the artisans, I mean, they're beyond talented. And when they bring their things here, I feel like it's Christmas and I'm like blown away. Like, you guys, seriously, you did that? Like, so cool. The stuff in this place is amazing. Yes, but like they a lot of them don't want to be the ones to place the items. Right. Like, I want you to do that. Like, that stresses me out. So I love how we all get to use our gifts Mm -hmm. and do what we love and then, you know, collaborate and make something great. Right. And there's not one person who's going to be good at everything. And I feel like a lot of artists, especially, don't want to promote themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't want to promote their music or their artwork or, you know, because they're not necessarily doing it to make money. Right. And most of the times they aren't doing it to make money, but they Mm -hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's kind of like you're not, I don't, it's not showboating. You're just like making people aware yeah. of what you're doing and giving them the opportunity to say, you know, whether they want to pay for it or not. Right. And how much they're going to pay for it. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's so many times that, 
these amazingly talented people will bring their items in here and I'm like um I'm sorry what yeah you need to raise your price exactly like what you are amazing like you did you made that right and people are (laughs) so afraid yeah all the time and it doesn't matter if you're selling a service or a Mm -hmm. piece of art into I mean it's hard it's hard to ask even I struggle with pricing yeah and I've had people tell me like clients who have been like I would have paid double for this that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing that I have these relationships mm-hmm. with people that are going to be that honest, number mm-hmm. one. And that because that Im- feedback is important. It is. And I'm still new to this. And you do feel weird. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you have to test the market. So when you suggest that they raise their pricing, do they do it? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes they're still bashful about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They don't ever believe it. They no. don't. And you, the only way is to test it, right? Mm -hmm. So if I raise my prices and people look at that and they're like, "Mm, I don't think that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then now you know, like maybe go down a little bit. But if then people are gonna buy it or they're gonna negotiate. Right, and and okay, so this is a crazy thing that happened. So when we decided to jump into this whole thing, um, I was talking with somebody um, to get advice about business Mm -hmm. and they were already running a business and they were like, you know, it's really great that you want to do this and have fun doing it, but at the end of the day, you have to make money or mm-hmm. you're not going to have fun. Or you like, don't have a business, right? It's yeah. a hobby then. Right. And I was like, you know what? That's actually really good advice mm-hmm. and something I need to hear because going into it, it was just fun, you know? Yeah. And so the very next day, a friend of mine who didn't even know that like we were going down this path of opening the store. Um, she texted me and said, hey, have you read this book? And it was, um, you're a badass at making money. <laughs> oh, really? I haven't heard of this. <laughs> oh, honey, you need to read this book. Okay. So I just thought it was really amazing timing that she thought of me and wanted to share this book. Oh and she was like, you know, I just thought about you and what you're doing with Liquid House. And, and so, of course, right away, I was like, uh... No, I haven't read it, but absolutely I'm going to because someone just told me I need to make money. So yes, that's and amazing. I need to be a badass doing it. And what is it? So, was it worth the read? Incredible. I and I've been recommending it to okay, everybody. So I will so. buy this as soon as I get in the car. <laughs> yes. Like at our artisan social, it's like you guys, you all need to read this book. Right. Because and that's I think the big thing with like you said, you know, creatives, we don't want to promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't think we're worth what maybe the market is even right and so a lot of it is mental it's Mm -hmm. what we believe about ourselves what we believe about what our worth is and then we put that on our product right yes and it's the story we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about that in a a lot of ways but like our minds are constantly filling in the gaps Mm -hmm. and you have to be so careful with what that story is because most of the time I think it's bullshit. It's garbage. It is. Yeah. And you, when you step back and start pulling out the facts of the situation, whatever it is, if it's your pricing, the pricing, Mm -hmm. I've never had a client who was like, no, this is too expensive. Right. Every single time, like when the the issue of price comes up, they're telling me like, you should charge more. Wow. Because they're concerned about, well, concerned about my business, but like, yeah want to make sure that I know the value of the service. So amazing. Right. And that can be hard if you're creating something. You have to think about the time mm-hmm. you're putting into mm-hmm. it. So if I show up to a meeting, like I'm not providing anybody, anybody anything physical. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's hard to quantify like my time right. and my words or ideas or whatever. Yeah. And I would imagine with art, then you think, well, like, if you enjoyed making it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's what you do for fun. Or some people, I'm sure there are things in here that they do because it's relaxing or maybe it Mm -hmm. started out that way. It's hard. It is. To put a price tag on that. Mm -hmm. And what are people, I mean, but what's the worst that's going to happen? It's going to sit here and then you guys can have a conversation. Right. Yeah. And there's somebody for everything. Right. That's the thing too. You have to remember that and realize who your target audience Mm -hmm. is you know and I think it's important too then on the consumer side of things to provide feedback Mm -hmm. like I so 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 appreciate the people who have told me yeah that I need to raise my prices and I'm sure the artists that have 
heeded your advice and once they sell something mm-hmm. we'll appreciate that too and it's just that the first time is always so scary it is scary absolutely it's scary to put yourself out right. there but it's it, worth it it is worth it it's a hard conversation to have with yourself <laughs> and it's continual it is. it is and I'm really thankful like I was able to do this three phase like workshop thing mm-hmm. that was all about uncovering the lies that you believe about yourself mm. and then um, where did you do that through my church and it was amazing and I'm so thankful that I was able to do that before tackling this yes and I think it was just honestly I probably wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't gone through that mm-hmm. process of uncovering that stuff and realizing that there is always a conversation in our head yes and um, being able to know our worth and mm-hmm. give give affirmations to yourself and others right. and see the beauty in people and yeah I don't know I think that was a life changing thing for me it sounds like it because there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. in that little story you're telling mm-hmm. yourself in your head about whatever situation is happening at yep. that time and honestly like I didn't even know that I had stuff going through my head right <laughs> as crazy as that until sounds, you become aware of it yes mm-hmm. like I had I went to therapy years ago uh-huh. and one of the questions that um, the therapist asked me was what is your self-talk talk like mm-hmm. I was like I looked at her like she was crazy I'm like what yeah I mean self-talk like I talk to people I don't know who you talk to but like <laughs> what I'm like I didn't even know what she meant right and then that like like you said it made me aware that like there is a conversation in my head and I am saying things to myself mm-hmm. and most of the time it's not good it's or it's not nice right like it could be I always think what would if my friend was telling me this, like, how would I react in that mm-hmm. situation? Or what would I say to my friend in that situation? I'd probably say something similar but nicer. Right. <laughs> totally. I wouldn't be so mean. I know. I did a... It's called self-authoring. So Jordan Peterson is this Canadian, like, social psychologist, I mm-hmm. think, psychiatrist. And he has... He does it in a semester, I think, okay. in he is a professor too so he does it with his students in a semester but he has a program where you can do it yourself and so he gives you prompts and you start with there's past present and future Mm. and you're supposed to start with present and then you can do um, your virtues or your faults and it takes you through this little like almost like a quiz and it'll give you all these scenarios and you pick like what you would do or what feelings you'd have about Mm. that situation and then it ranks your top 10 in each category, virtues and faults, and then you have to write about them. Interesting. In depth. And so it takes you through the present, and then it takes you through the past, Mm -hmm. which I'm almost done with, and then through the future. And so my brother said the future, of course, is the hardest one because now you've like really worked through your shit Mm -hmm. in depth because it asks you to give examples of a time when you were you behave this way yeah and then so once you really have to write about that and analyze it and then it will say you know how would you have done that situation differently Mm -hmm. like wow it makes you it makes you think and they're intense so like answering one section one question like Mm -hmm. one scenario will take you like an hour because you have to give the whole scenario and then what you would have done differently and then what you will do differently next time and so working through all of that and then going back and reading what it mm-hmm. brought up it's really interesting it is interesting and it's so good it's powerful yeah. work isn't it it is because i mean the people we were growing up and the experiences we mm-hmm. had make us who we are today right? right we all know that like yeah. that's a common thing but until you're willing and able to like dig into that and really uncover those things yes. like wow <laughs> And for some people, like, if you choose to do it on your own, like, go through the workshop or the Mm -hmm. self-authoring program, that's good. And then for some people, like, having kids will trigger that, too. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But did that that happen? 
for you? Um, so I think for some it does. It totally yeah. does. It makes you look at your own childhood very differently, mm. you know, because now you're on the other side. Yeah. You're the parent. And so it definitely it was an interesting process and still is today, you know, because my son is 10. So right. I'm in the nitty gritty yeah. of it, you know, <laughs> and... Um, but oh, we, man. yeah, we struggled with infertility. Okay. And so that definitely, and so I already shared that I went to therapy, but mm-hmm. that was a big part of that. Yeah. That was hard. That was really hard. And so, um, I'm thankful that we're down the road and mm-hmm. where we are today, but yeah, it does bring up a lot of, a lot of stuff. So did you guys, did you have to use in vitro or did mm-hmm. you, okay. We did, yeah. We went through a lot of testing and came to the point where that was that was our only option, mm-hmm. honestly, was to do the in vitro. And so we went for it. Thankfully, my husband was totally on board as well. Yeah. And um, and we had a lot of praying people in our life. Mm-hmm. And so um, that first round, we were able to conceive. Oh, my gosh. And That's it was, amazing. It was really incredible. Um, but of course, I mean, most people that have been through infertility know that that's a really hard journey. And so, um, you know, even (laughs) though we were celebrating that, it was still really stressful and hard because you're so nervous the entire time because, you know, it's not like a natural pregnancy where it's like, oh, you (laughs) got the pregnancy test and woohoo. It's like you're at the doctor all the time. Checking the did they take, all that. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Really, really hard. But. That was um, definitely an awesome time as well because we were super excited and thankful yeah. and um, just had a great community with us. So And that's hard on your relationship too mm-hmm. because I think, well, hopefully women are starting to talk more about right. these things. I have friends who have struggled with that too. And for one, they were together starting, they started dating in high school. Mm-hmm. So they've been together, I think, over half as long as Susan has been alive. Oh my gosh. And then like they wanted to get pregnant. It seemed they've been together for so long and married for so long mm-hmm. that it was like the natural next step and then it took them 10 years to finally they adopted wow. little baby Alexa. But since I mean that so we like I've lived in Virginia so we were together when they were going through all that and I they went through five rounds of in vitro. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. I just remember her like one day being so frustrated. She like dumped all of her needles from yeah. the in vitro, the hormone injections. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is. It's absolutely insane. And then you're injecting those hormones. Mm-hmm. So that, like, yeah, that right. that's a that whole other. Help. Yeah, that doesn't help. I mean, <laughs> right? Because you still your, have to function and do life. But right. You're totally jacked up emotionally and physically and all that. It's. It's well, tough. and then people are probably asking you too, which is like, mm-hmm. are you guys going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. When are you going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. Like, how's it going? And then, and a lot of people, I don't think, want to actually hear the honest response to that. Right. Oh, no, they don't. Especially, I think it was even harder when we did have Mateo. And then as he got older and we weren't having another, that was hard. Because really? people were like, oh, don't you think he needs a sister? Don't you think he needs a brother? What are you thinking? When's the number two coming? I was like, so what do you say? What's your response? Uh, Today, my response is, you know, it just didn't happen for us. Oh, that's that's good. You know? Yeah. But there were times where it was really, really hard. um, Yeah, like Susan would. I know she would be upset at work. Like she didn't, Mm -hmm. if they went out for drinks after work and it came up in conversation, didn't want to tell the entire table like, oh yeah, we're struggling to get pregnant right now. We're trying to do in vitro. We're on round two, round one didn't work. So like. Right. He just gave me a giant shot before we came in here tonight. And I have to like stab myself again in the morning. (laughs) You know, what what is your response in that situation? And I think. I think on the one hand, if people would be more honest about it, like mm-hmm. had she said, well, we're just, we're struggling to get pregnant. You don't have to go through the whole right. thing. Then more people, it's like creating awareness. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I don't think people, I really don't think people want to hear it. No, they don't. Like most people don't. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. You know, it is and uncomfortable. I think people don't know what to say. And I think that's another thing that we should talk about yeah. is 
it's okay to not know what to say. Right. And it's okay to say nothing. Mm-hmm. And what people want to hear when they're struggling with anything, not just infer- infertility, but like sickness or any hard yeah. thing in life, is just, I'm sorry. Like, that right. really sucks. Exactly. And that's it. They don't want to know a Bible verse. Or they the doctors you went to, yeah. what like, to eat. Don't tell them about your sister's experience. Like, no. no. Like, just I'm sorry, you right. know, and that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that. Yeah. And that would be, like, Susan and I would just, like, go out for drinks. That would be how we, yes. how I could have helped her in that situation. That was the only thing I could do was, like, get mm-hmm. her out of her house. Right, because you can't something. fix it. Yeah, go mm-hmm. to the beach, grab drinks, yes, and just hang out. Be there. It's so important to have that conversation mm-hmm. because I do think, like, you're right. It's It's okay to not know what to say. Right. And I tend to be a, like a gap filler, so I always want to say something. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, what are we... And this, the podcast helps me with that, mm-hmm. like giving people time to talk or to think. Right. Because I don't... I probably should think more before I speak, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't we can all do, do that. that. <laughs> right. I think we're at a really good spot now. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to say? I don't think so. It's been fantastic. This has been fun, isn't it? It's super fun just chatting with you. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me to do it. Thank you for being on. And these couches are amazing. (sighs) Aren't they? So comfortable. You can find me napping here every now and then. (laughs) Not going to lie, even though people can see me. And it's so funny. There was a guy that came into the shop the other day, and he was like, Oh, yeah, I think I saw, like, a blonde chick laying on that couch the other day. I was like, yep, that's probably me. That's me. Hello. (laughs) We're not open quite yet, so we're working hard, and it's comfy. (laughs) It is comfy. Sleep on the couch downstairs, too. So your grand opening is? July 13th, so 6 to 10. We're going to have live music. We'll have tacos. Flo's Famous Tacos will be here. He's going to make that? Yes. And we will have cocktails, um, 11th hour bartender. Oh, nice. Yes, it's going to be good. That's going to be fun. And then um, outside from this space, where can people find out about you? Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, just Wickwood House. And then we're there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you, Miranda. Yeah. <laughs>